0: Our four years as college students will fly by, and we're expected to find a job after those short years. This can sometimes be scary and challenging for students. In this episode, we asked Annie Quisenberry to offer advice to college students about finding an enjoyable job for their futures. Annie takes us through her career journey at various companies in the marketing field, from her post-graduation career search to her current job and all the steps she took along the way to get there. My name is Katie Blackerby, and I'm a senior here at Gonzaga University, and this is Careers in Marketing, a Gonzaga podcast. Um, So you started Gonzaga in 2000. How did you choose Gonzaga as a school, Like, how did you know that you wanted to go here?
1: Yeah, so I looked at a few schools when I was, trying to make my decision on where I wanted to go to college. Um, other options included WSU, Whitworth, Pepperdine, but ultimately I picked Gonzaga because of size. Um, it wasn't too small, it wasn't too big, I really liked the good class size that they offered. Um, it's reputation. You know, it had a great reputation, still does, for a very quality, high-end education. Um, And there was a lot of value that employers put in a degree from Gonzaga and making Gonzaga graduates highly hireable, which I really liked. Um, They gave me good scholarships, a good scholarship package. So the financial aspect of it certainly played in. And you know, the the ability to develop a network of contacts while in school for where I envisioned myself being post-graduation. So utilizing adjunct professors and other contacts in the Spokane area, Um, and developing that network during my education to better position myself to get hired afterwards.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then were you, are you from close to the area or were you further away? Pretty close. I grew up in a small town about an hour south of Spokane. Okay, so you were pretty familiar with the area. And then um, in terms of choosing your major, how did you decide what you wanted to major in? Did you kind of know what you wanted to do coming in or did you figure it out along the way? I did.
1: I knew I wanted to, I knew I wanted a career in advertising. And Gonzaga didn't offer an advertising major, only a minor. So my options were either to pursue marketing through the business school or communications through arts and sciences. And the arts and sciences route was a better fit for me. So I decided to major in communications with a focus in broadcast studies because I thought knowing how to produce direct, edit and tell stories through a visual medium would be most applicable to my desired career. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so that's why I I chose that route.
0: Nice. And then during your time here at Gonzaga, did you have any internships? I did.
1: um, I did two internships. Mm -hmm. One with KXLY Radio Group as a Promotions intern. And another one was, it was a work study, but it was a lot like an internship with
0: FL Start. So how did you go about finding these internships?
1: Yeah, um, a few different ways. So I tapped into the connections through my professors Mm -hmm. um, to see if any of the organizations they worked for needed interns, or if they had other professionals within their industry they knew that had good internships. I attended job fairs, mm-hmm. so Gonzaga would put on a couple of job fairs throughout the year, so I would go and talk to those people exhibiting at those job fairs. Um, I would network in local industry organizations, so in my case, wanting to pursue an advertising career. I attended events put on by the American Advertising Federation, uh, the Spokane chapter of that organization, and I know others in uh, the communications major went to things like Put on my PRSA or MarCom. Mm-hmm. So um, there were a lot of industry organizations available to, to find those internships. And you know, today, I think there's a lot more opportunity through job websites like Indeed or LinkedIn Jobs and Glassdoor are, are good resources for that as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then do you think it was beneficial to have an internship while you were in school? I think it was hugely beneficial.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, You know, not only because it gave me more real-world experience of what a job in this career field would be like, but it also allowed me to build my resume a little bit more while still in school, so that coming out of school I had a competitive advantage over other grads who maybe didn't pursue as many internships or as much work experience as I had.
0: And then, would you advise um, current students to try to get more than one internship, or do you think having just one on their resume is a sufficient amount?
1: You know, I think more than one, at least one, but more than one is better. Um, And not just for the resume side of things. I think that a lot of times, students coming out of college don't necessarily know exactly which path they want to take in the field of their major, and if you can pick a couple of internships that are very different, it'll give you, you know, a different idea of the different paths you can take, and you might find that one suits you better than the
0: other. Annie says her job search began with her first internship, which she landed when she was a junior at Gonzaga. She explains how valuable internships can be, giving students the confidence that they're on the right path and the chance to explore where their degree can take them. Come senior year, Annie began her job search by researching the different jobs relevant to her major and what job titles meant. She identified positions she felt would be a good fit for her and narrowed down the company she was most interested in. From there, she started reaching out for informational interviews, which she advises everyone to do with organizations they're interested in working for. In fact, all throughout her career in advertising and marketing, Annie has found that oftentimes the best jobs are never posted. You won't always find your dream job on a job board, but you might land it through word of mouth networks.
1: work-study, and I didn't take it because I was super excited about the job or because it was the type of work I loved, which is ultimately why I only ended up working there for one year. So, you know, it can be hard to do prior to having much work experience, but I would encourage seniors to spend a little time soul-searching about what's important to them in the job and in their career journey. You spend a huge amount of time of your life working, so it should be fun and fulfilling, I also encourage them to not be afraid to change it, because not every job is going to be what you expect. And if it's not the right fit for you, you're likely not performing the best for the organization either. So it's probably in the best interest of both of you uh, if you move on to something you're going to enjoy more.
0: So, do you have any advice on following a job anywhere, or like being concerned with the location of your first job outside of college? So I would say.
1: Coming out of college,
0: you really have
1: nothing pinning you down. At least most students don't. You know, you don't have a family yet. You don't have aging parents to be concerned about. So I think that's a great time to take risks. But like I said earlier, if financial stability uh, and putting yourself in a strong financial position faster is important to you, then I would take
0: that into consideration. During her senior year, Annie was offered a full-time job from a company that she'd interned with. SL Start, to be their marketing manager. What was unique about this offer was that she was the first marketing person the company hired for that division. Straight out of college, she was tasked with building the company's marketing department, something not too many companies would trust someone fresh out of college with.
1: It was a little intimidating, um, especially because I didn't report up through a chain of marketing professionals. I reported to the VP of that division, and his background was in social work so he really wasn't able to mentor me or help me. Um, It was exciting and inspiring that they trusted me to create that marketing program, but intimidating at the same time.
0: Um, And I ended up working there for one year. And then, so after that year that you spent at SL, you went to Quisenberry Marketing and Design, and you held a few different roles there. Um, so you worked as an account executive and a head of accounts can you explain a little bit more about those two positions and how they were different from one another sure so as an account
1: executive you have accounts and clients with whom you work directly on our day-to-day marketing strategies and tactics including campaigns and creative development placement and budget management Um, so it's more It's more about execution. You're kind of down in the weeds in the day-to-day marketing tactics. And as head of accounts, you're elevated above that, um, a level or two. So it focuses more on relationship management, really fostering and nurturing those high-level relationships with, say, the CEOs or the presidents or the VPs of the organization to try to develop a long-term relationship between the agency and the client. It has um, more of a strategic oversight, as well as financial management and fiscal responsibilities for clients and the agency. It's less involved in day-to-day execution, and it also has larger people management responsibilities um, because account executives, PR, and media teams all report up to the head of account.
0: Annie worked at Quisenberry Marketing and Design for nine years, until 2008 when the recession hit Quisenberry hard. The 2008 recession was tough on a lot of agencies because companies were pulling their marketing in-house in attempts to cut costs where possible. Since her and her husband both worked for the agency, they decided the best option for their family was to diversify their income. And this meant Annie leaving the agency. This was not an easy decision for Annie because leaving the agency meant leaving the culture, the people, and the work she loved. Very, very
1: laid back, And very real, just people being people, fighting for what we believed was best for our clients. There was no corporate feel to it. Um, we we worked hard, we played hard. We had you know beer thirties a lot, is what we called them, when we'd all get together at four thirty and, and have a beer. Um, we had a foosball table. We we just had a blast uh, with each other. Just fun, creative, and analytical minds all mixed in this. One building that just our, our goal
0: was to just produce great work that was a dial for our clients, and we had just so much fun doing it. Sounds like a really great community that you had there. And then, so you since you worked at Quisenberry for such a long time, are there any like specific lessons that you learned there that you were able to apply in like future jobs or just like your career in general? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the first one that comes to
1: mind is differences of opinions or disagreements can lead to better work. Um, You know, when you combine so many different types of thinkers from your analytical thinkers to your super creative, it's very often that you're going to disagree. And you should. Because it's the executive's job to represent the client's point of view. It's the creative's job to push back and do what they think is best for the brand. And it's going to produce the best result. And so... I can't tell you how many times we get in a room and we um, argue it out and we end up with a, be- a much better result just because everyone brought their different points of view. Um, and sometimes even those disagreements would get to the point where it was no longer about the work and then you'd have issues with some of your colleagues. And so we had um, a methodology that we called getting in the sandbox, which was... Essentially, you get in a room where you have a face-to-face conversation. There's no passive aggressiveness over the emails or texting or anything like that. You have to have a face-to-face conversation, which, if you've ever been in a conflict resolution situation like that, it's, it's pretty disarming to have to face somebody and be mad at them. Yeah, that sounds like a tough
0: <laughs> situation.
1: You come together and you approach it in a much more human um in a calm way than when you don't have to look somebody in the eye and share your frustration.
0: So then after you left Quisenberry, where um where did you find another job?
1: Yeah, so when I left Quisenberry I took on two jobs mm-hmm. actually. I went to Northern Quest as their director of marketing and I did a semester as an adjunct
0: so you were working at Northern Quest at the same time that you were an adjunct professor. What was your position there? And like, what did that job title entail? Like, What was your day-to-day um, role? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was the director of marketing at Northern Quest, which means that I led the branding and marketing of the casino resort with a focus on acquisition of new customers and retention of existing customers to maximize brand loyalty and revenue. Um, so we did a lot of producing ad campaigns You know, working at a casino resort is really fun because you have a lot of resources, financial resources and human resources we had a huge department there I think 17 in our department when I was there and we had a very robust advertising budget so we worked with an agency um, so day to day there went a lot of different directions because, unlike other casino resorts, Golden Crest really focuses on having all of their verticals be independently profitable. So we had marketing strategies for the restaurant, for the spa, for the entertainment division, for the casino, and for the hotel. And so I oversaw all the managers of all of those areas and the marketing strategies
0: that they were executing. Staying true to herself and her values is something extremely important to Annie and ultimately part of the reason that she decided to leave Northern Quest after two years. She wanted to continue building on the experience that she was gaining, both from her in-house and agency backgrounds. She found that it was the relationships that she was building with clients and colleagues that helped propel her forward in her career. The in-depth knowledge about casino and resort marketing that she gained at the agency qualified her for the director position at northern quest then at northern quest she became more involved in the hospitality side of marketing which ultimately gave her the skills to land her current position at columbia hospitality which is purely focused on hospitality management it was a connection that annie made with a consultant working at northern quest that ultimately led her to columbia hospitality i ended up
1: at columbia was an introduction that I received from a consultant that was working at Northern Quest who was consulting on behalf of Columbia Hospitality. And he and I built a good professional relationship that when I decided to leave Northern Quest, he told me I should consult Columbia and made an introduction on my behalf. And so, you know, just looking at Columbia's values and culture and the type of work that they do, I was really, really intrigued. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they were as well with my background and, and a resume. And so that kind of
0: kicked off the conversation. And then, so Columbia Hospitality is in Seattle. So was it difficult for you to uproot and move to a different city? Um, did you face any challenges by having to move?
1: Yeah. You know, the biggest challenge, I'd say, was mental. And that I was jumping into the unknown. I, you know, I lived in Spokane for 18 years at that point. Most of our friends and families were there. We didn't really hardly know anybody in Seattle. We had two young kids, so abandoning that support system was very hard. Um, And then, more on the logistical side, you know, from the time that I accepted the job, we had five weeks to, you know, find a new place to live in Seattle and a school for our daughter and daycare for our son. We had to rent out the house that we owned in Spokane, so. It was this pretty massive whirlwind on a short window, um, but one saving grace was that Columbia did pay for our relocation, so we were able to hire a moving company. And I don't think that I'll ever move without one again because it was so great. Um, and then beyond that, you know, it's adjusting to life in a much larger city, which includes things like the sticker shock of the cost of
0: living and the traffic. Yeah. So I know that Spokane in Seattle—they're not too far away from each other just a few hours but seattle's a much different city um so i can imagine it was a big change how did you know that this was the right decision to take this job
1: yeah so i was really at the point in my career and my life where i was ready to take a risk both professionally and as a family um you know we didn't necessarily well we love spokane and have so many family and friends there and, and a great life there we didn't necessarily want that to be our only location in our life that we you know ever lived or worked so when this opportunity came up my husband was 100 percent supportive um, of making the move and his employer actually allowed him to move and keep his job so that was huge in building our confidence in making the move and then You know, I have to credit the rest of it to the confidence that Columbia instilled in me. I met with almost all of their leadership before taking the job, and every one of them really blocked the talk of their values and their culture. And when I came to Seattle for my interview, they took really great care of me, which spoke volumes to me about the way they treat their team members and the way they work to recruit top talent. So I knew it was a good fit from a value standpoint, and we were really excited for a new
0: chapter in our life. So do you have any specific advice for how to determine if a company is the right fit for you? Yeah. So I would
1: say try to do your best to know what's important to you going into a job interview. For me, it was alignment on values. Um, I wanted a fun family-like culture. I wanted decent work-life balance, and I want to do work that makes me happy. So I make sure that I talk to multiple people throughout the organization at different levels in the organization, and I always ask them about the values and the culture. Are they words on the wall, or are they um, they things that people live by and actually incorporate into their business decisions and their business operations? And I ask them what they don't like about working there. I try to get them to... um, share something that isn't often asked of them and it typically throws people off and you end up getting a pretty honest answer. Um, I ask them about work-life balance and I typically ask them to describe a day in the life of the job.
0: Um, So can you tell us a little bit more about Columbia Hospitality in general and maybe walk us through like a day in your life there and your position as Director of Marketing? Yeah. So Columbia Hospitality is a hospitality management company, which
1: means we operate and manage businesses in the hospitality sector, including hotels, conference centers, and residential developments. We also manage properties that wouldn't traditionally be considered hospitality, but have a hospitality aspect, like golf courses. And we even manage a historic observatory in downtown Seattle called Smith Tower and a live performing arts venue in Bozeman, Montana. So those fall into what we call our distinctive venues category. Um, we currently manage more than 45 properties, primarily throughout the western United States, and we are growing very rapidly. A day in my life as the director of marketing takes many directions. I have direct oversight and responsibility for about 18 of our properties, where my role is to support the marketing manager and marketing coordinator in their execution of the marketing strategies and tactics to drive revenue for those properties. So what that means is that I participate in revenue management and marketing meetings to help position the properties competitively and appropriately for the market conditions and the needs of the property. And then the marketing and revenue teams develop promotions and packages or dining and spa offers, etc. And then we push those out through our marketing channels to entice guests to come and stay and dine and um, visit the spa, play golf, all those good things. And then. Another aspect of my job is business development and consulting, so I will often sit in on presentations to potential clients and handle marketing audits and strategic planning for consulting clients. For example, in February, I went to Miami to help a hotel group with properties on Ocean Drive with their marketing strategy, and I'm currently in the middle of a rebranding for a golf course on the coast. And then the third area of my job is is department oversight and planning. So I have four direct reports that I support with professional development and mentorship. And I have, um, I have the responsibility of department planning as we grow to figure out how to scale our team um, efficiently and effectively while balancing financial responsibility for the organization and the needs of the portfolio.
0: So without having any experience in the field coming out of college, do you have any advice on the best way to find out what kind of work makes you happy? That is a great question. I
1: think one thing to look at is your curriculum, like the classes you've taken in school. What classes have you enjoyed the most? What classes have you looked forward to going to? Um. in high school and depending on whether you feel like those tests accurately reflect you or not that can help steer you um, toward what will make you happy and then I would also think about your personal life you know what are the things the hobbies that you enjoy can you find something that aligns well if you're really creative you know and if you like to do art or something like that in your spare time as a hobby maybe a career where you get to do that for a living is um a right
0: fit for you. For Annie, it's really about doing what you love. You spend a lot of time at your job, so it should be something that you enjoy doing, not just something you run through the motions of. There's no reason why your passions cannot align with your career. You might transition from industries or positions looking for that right fit, but it allows you the opportunity to decide what really makes you excited to go to work every day. Annie's held many different roles throughout her career in marketing, which has allowed her to explore the areas of the industry that she's passionate about and the roles in which she is the most happy in. So you've worked on both the agency side and also the in-house side of marketing. Are there some pros and cons that you have for each of those? Sure. So the pros of agency side is that it's a ton of
1: fun. Um, You do get to learn about a lot of industries and work with some amazing creative and analytical minds. And you're always being challenged in different ways and learning new things. Um, it's also pretty cool to see your work on stage because a lot of times agency work is creating ad campaigns that are then um, you know, published or run on big mainstream media, whether that's TV or billboards or websites or radio or whatever. Um, one con of agency work is that you're always on call for clients. So when your clients need something, there are no non-work hours, and that can definitely lead to some burnout. Uh, The pros of in-house marketing are that you're on the inside of creating a company's vision. So you get to be completely immersed in your business and come to know it very, very well. Uh, You also have easier access to key stakeholders for driving your marketing vision forward, and you get to be the client, which is pretty fun sometimes, too. The cons for me are that it can be too narrow focus on just one industry, especially coming from the agency side first. Uh, Sometimes I feel like I get bored working in just one industry day in and day out. And, you know, working in an environment with a bunch of creative and different style of thinkers really made me a better marketer. And a lot of in-house departments don't have creative teams. Like here at Columbia, we have mostly managers and coordinators. So we're more like account executives in an agency without the other side of creative here internally,
0: and I miss that. So do you have any like specific advice for someone who's trying to decide whether they want to go the in-house route or the agency route out of college? Yeah, I think um, a
1: little bit like what I described, if you're the type of person who likes to learn all different kinds of things and be kind of jumping around a lot of different directions all the time and don't necessarily have a passion for one particular industry, Uh, an agency route can be a good way to go. But if you're the type who really, really likes a particular industry and wants to be completely immersed and wants to become an expert, that can be a good reason to go in-house.
0: Did you prefer in-house or agency work, like one over the other, or are they both kind of the same in your eyes?
1: In my experience, I prefer agency work. So I just say I prefer agency work because of that diversity of businesses and industries and the mix of creative and analytical thinkers and uh, also the culture aspect. Agency cultures are really usually pretty laid back and cool.
0: Nice. And then is there any specific advice that you would give either to your senior yourself or to graduating seniors in general? Yeah. Um,
1: I think similar to what I said before, take some time to think about what it is that you really want out of a job and out of a career path. um, And do some research to find positions and companies who can deliver that to you and pursue those first. Um, I think a lot of times new grads coming out with, you know, financial, you know, student aid, financial aid debt or um, just being nervous having that income and being out on your own will opt to take, like me, will opt to take the job that comes their way. Um, But hopefully, if if you do some legwork ahead of time and are proactive in pursuing what you want, you'll end up in a good fit from the get-go.
0: And then, so you graduated in 2004, and now that it's almost 2020, coming out of college, is your current role kind of where you thought you would be in the future? No,
1: no, not at all. Um, when I went to work for the agency and then ended up marrying into the family that owned it, I thought my future was going to be buying out um, my mother-in-law from the agency and eventually taking that over and owning it and running it as our own. And then when the recession happened, it, it completely threw a wrench in that plan and. So, um, not that my path won't take me back to agency ownership at some point, but I'm definitely on a detour right now.
0: So, where do you see yourself down the road? Are there any specific goals that you want to achieve?
1: Yeah, I'd like to own my own business at some point. Um, I haven't decided if that's an agency or a different line of business, but at some point I see myself either consulting or starting a business
0: of my own kind. And then we always hear about how important networking is. Do you have any specific networking advice for college students and seniors in general? I do. Um, and this isn't networking
1: advice for seniors. This is networking advice, that I still give myself every okay. time I put into one of those uncomfortable situations. And the first thing is, is give yourself a test talk, whether that's in the shower, in the car, on your way, whatever it is, you know, you guys have seen it, it's Stuart Smalley, you're good enough, you're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you, or a little girl standing on the counter, you know, giving herself a pep talk in the mirror, I think about those things, and if you're too nervous or anxious to give yourself one, call your mom and ask her to give you one. I've done that too. Um, I would say, you know, recognize that everyone there is as nervous or uncomfortable as you are. So anyone you approach and take that initiative, they'll be grateful for it. I would say know what you want to achieve going into it. So who do you want to make sure you talk to? What do you want to know about them? And what do you want them to know about you? And then prepare some icebreaker questions ahead of time to keep the conversation going and to achieve your objectives. And lastly, plan your exit strategy. So make sure you have an easy way to close out a conversation and move on so you don't have that awkward silence when, you know, no one knows what to say and and you can't just walk away.
0: And then, is there any career advice that anyone in your life has given you um, throughout the years that has really stuck with you?
1: Yes. And it's the most simple advice out there and it's just do what makes you happy. You'll spend a lot of your life at your job. And if it doesn't make you happy, it will be a hard part of your life. But if it makes you happy, it will never feel like work.
0: Annie Quisenberry has learned a lot throughout her career in marketing and advertising. Today, she shared with us some tips about finding the right fit in the right company. Annie encourages students to take risks after college if they want to, because it can be the perfect time when you typically don't have anything pinning you to one location. She offers a lot of wisdom to us college students as we try to navigate what our post-grad lives may look like but the advice she stresses the most is finding something that makes you happy, because that's truly what keeps you going in your career. Today's episode was produced and edited by Josh Denberg, music courtesy of Music Box Licensing. Download other episodes on iTunes. Annie says her job search began with her first internship, which she landed when she was a junior at Gonzaga. She explains how valuable internships can be, giving students the confidence that they're on the right path and the chance to explore where their degree can take them. Come senior year, Annie began her job search by researching the different jobs relevant to her major and what job titles meant. She identified positions she felt would be a good fit for her and narrowed down the company she was most interested in. From there, she started reaching out for informational interviews which she advises everyone to do with organizations they're interested in working for. In fact, all throughout her career in advertising and marketing, Annie has found that oftentimes the best jobs are never posted. You won't always find your dream job on a job board, but you might land it through word-of-mouth networks. After two years at Northern Quest, Annie decided it was time to look for something different and explore other career options. She wanted to continue building on the experience that she was gaining, both from her in-house and agency backgrounds. As she found throughout her career, it was the relationships she'd built with clients and colleagues that helped propel her forward into new areas of work. Her time at Northern Quest introduced her to the hospitality side of marketing, an area that sparked her interest and she wanted to dive deeper into. It was a connection Annie made with a consultant working at Northern Quest that ultimately led her to her current position at Columbia Hospitality. Today's episode was produced and edited by Josh Denberg, music courtesy of Music Box Licensing. Download other episodes on iTunes.